This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 128. Today, we're talking about the freight market, past, present, and future. Which should be interesting. I'm eager to see your your uh, prognostications, Chris. How's it going? It's it's going well. It's I, now that you read that title, it seems like it should be like a Christmas story or something. <laughs> the ghost of uh, of freight markets past. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, oh, I'm Craig, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Nobody cares. Hi, Chris. So we should tell people. First of all, yes, you can go to hollandassetsllc.com and check out full show notes. You can go to MotorCarrierHQ.com and get tools and tips and, and actual human help with starting your own uh, trucking company if you are ready to take that leap. But today, especially today, I want to encourage everybody to go to YouTube and type in Holland Assets. If there's a G in there, I will hunt you down <laughs> and correct you. Uh, but it's Holland Assets. Find us on YouTube. The reason why I say that is because if you're not watching on YouTube right now, today we're going to be uh, discussing trends and economics and stuff numbers. that the numbers stuff that requires charts and graphs and that sort of thing and so i'm going to be putting those on the screen as we go we'll do our best to make it comprehensible to anybody listening who can't watch on youtube youtube right now but if you have the chance pop over give it a look uh and subscribe to the channel yeah and it will also be in the show notes those those graphs as yeah. well yeah so uh anyway chris other housekeeping things that i'm forgetting i don't think so i think we should be good so I, I got to tell you, Chris, I, I've been a little itchy, you know, like uh, I, I haven't had my fix in a while. It's like a springtime itch or oh, no. not a physical itch. This is something different. Okay. <laughs> this is the metaphorical itch. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, because we missed a week. Yeah. We usually do every other week and uh, it's been, uh, you know, uh, bless us truckers for we have sinned. It's been three weeks since our last podcast. Um, so, yeah. So I've been uh, kind of jonesing a little bit <laughs> for my Holland Assets fix. How you been? I'm good just busy then and that's the reason why i was out of town most of last week and yeah just it snuck up on me and didn't have time to get everything put together it's the way it goes it's the way it goes um yeah chris was out partying as he does yeah <laughs> uh, you're you're notorious for this i am just I'm disappear big, for weeks big time, time partier so yeah what's uh what's been going on in the interim how are things going for the company Good. I mean, it's just kind of a little bit of the same old, same old. Um, we do have a, a pretty kind of exciting, um, scary, interesting uh, announcement to make. Oh, okay. But I, I, I kind of want to talk a little, we'll just jump right into it. I, I want to kind of preface this. So instead so of jumping right into us, it, yeah. <laughs> I want to jump, right, jump right, into right into it, it with a story. It. Yeah. <laughs> so um, back in the day, so we're talking let's see, 12-ish years ago. Wow. Um, when I was just a boy. When I was just a boy. we Motor Carry HQ, um, we had had it for about a year. And that first year, it was just really me and one other person. And I, I kind of joke a little bit about this. That one other person was my mother-in-law. Oh, okay. So she, she uh, kind of came on board in that first year to kind of help us get things off the ground. Actually, she was there for several of the first years. Um, 
but I, I kind of joke that I, I, I lived every man's dream. I got to boss my mother-in-law around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's how it I was a ton of bossing around. I'm yeah, sure. Like lots and lots of it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, for that first year, it was just really me and her. And then um, coming up on that first year, we decided that it was time to hire an additional person. And so we, we started the interview process. We were kind of hiring for like an administrative assistant, um, office manager mm-hmm. type person. So that's what we put the, the ad out as we, and we, you know, we got several people did, did a, a handful of interviews. And, um, one of the interviewees that we interviewed was Ariel and she was like a perfect match for what we were looking for on the admin side. But then there was this other one-off weirdo that, uh, that interviewed that had, a ton of sales experience, but no real admin experience. And he was kind of thinking about maybe I, maybe I want to look at something other than sales. He wasn't super happy with where he was at. And we knew that in our long-term strategy that we um, wanted a salesperson, but we were thinking that was probably more like six, a good six months down the road, Mm -hmm. but we were really impressed with, uh, with this salesy guy. And, and so, um, you know, lots of discussions and, and talking, we decide to hire both of them. Oh, wow. Which, so at that point, you think about it. I mean, it's- it, Brand new company. Brand new company. Um, if you include myself, we're really essentially doubling um, the uh, employee count in one fell swoop. And so it, we super nervous, super nervous. We decided to do that. And, and that one salesy guy is somebody that you've heard on the podcast, Tyler. Oh, okay. um, he was in like episode number three a long time ago. He, yeah. Um, what a weirdo. What Hi, a Tyler. weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> he, he listens. So he's not, sorry, Tyler. <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we kind of rolled the dice and, and hired Tyler, hired Ariel and, you know, 12 plus years later, they're both still with us and they have both had a, a tremendous impact in a really good way on Motor Carrier HQ. But when we were trying to make that decision, we were super nervous about it. And so that's kind of my preface. So then at this point now in the um, world of Holland Assets. Um, so now we're going to jump right into it. Chris. Now we're going to jump. Yeah. Now that I've prefaced, okay. now we're going to jump right into our jumping right into it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to call you on that. I'm, I'm confused now. Now I'm all, <laughs> now I'm lost. Where am I supposed to be? Yeah. Where are we? What are we doing? <laughs> what is truth? Time is flat circle. Okay. Go on. So, um, one of the things that, that, um, I've kind of noticed over the years is as I've watched a lot of trucking companies and, and some of them be super successful, some of them not. So, um, a, a common thread between some of the more successful trucking companies is they've hired an operations manager and they've brought that operations manager on fairly early on in the company. So that operations managers kind of grown with them. Um, and so, um, Nate and I have been talking in chat for, for quite some time that, Hey, this is probably something that we want to do. And, um, months and months ago, we, we kind of, you know, we're talking to a lot of different people. Um, Nate and I, um, Nate, Nate's really the one that started the conversation, um, stumbled, not stumbled, um, talked to a, a guy that he's worked with quite a bit, um, and, and said, you know, Hey, we're thinking about doing this at some point. And he was thinking about making a, a, a job change. And, you know, this is months and months ago, probably actually a year ago. And anyway, 
we ended up hiring this guy and we, he, he just came on board at the beginning of May. Um, and, and the, the coincidence is, is it's actually somebody that Nate and I have both worked with in the national guard. Mm. And he actually deployed with me when I deployed back in, um, in 2012. So I've, I've known him for quite some time. Great work ethic, work ethic, smart guy, um, has a CDL, but hasn't really ever been on the operations side of, of trucking, but he's spent the last, you know, five plus years in the military working on, uh, he's worked full time for the military on operations stuff. Mm -hmm. So he's still in the national guard, but he's kind of transitioned from full-time national guard to, you know, the part-time thing the one weekend a month, two weeks a year, which it's a lot more than that. Right. But you know, the same thing that Nate and I both do. So anyway, his name's Brad, super excited to have him on board. Um, he's, he's going to be a tremendous, um, asset to the company. Uh, and, and, uh, we're going to kind of see what happens. He better be anyway. We're watching you, Brad. Yeah, we, we are, are. We're watching. Yeah. Just, just from Craig our, ha- from our high perch yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Craig yeah. has his eye on you and, and what he says goes <laughs> That's like right. in everything that we do that we, uh, with the Craig one really runs the with ship the here. One exception of, I can't get my face on the side of a truck. So <laughs> it's uh, it, it continues to be my that's my my moby dick that's my white whale uh, okay yeah, so, so so this this is um you said you had seen some other companies do this hire an mm-hmm. operations manager uh fairly early on in the process uh holland assets is at 10 trucks is this what you're seeing other companies do i i actually see it see them do it sometimes earlier than just 10 trucks but oh, yeah wow. somewhere somewhere between the um three truck range to 10 15, 20 truck range is, is typically where, mm. you know, at least around 10 trucks is when an, a, an owner of the company has to get some office support. And I've seen companies that do just, Hey, I'm going to hire an office person that has a limited set of skills. They're cheaper, um, not and able to do certain little things. Mm. Whereas we've kind of jumped in both feet and hired somebody that's got a higher skill set, uh, vaster array of experience, more expensive. Um, and those people can typically, I mean, he can obviously do some of the the simpler tasks, but we just feel like um, we're going to be able to, he's going to help us kind of get to that next level. And that's what I saw with Tyler and Ariel when we hired them, like they, they were an integral part in to be able to grow motor carrier HQ in, into what it is today. So it, it, it's usually in my experience, you know, it, you got to be careful with this, um, but hiring a very capable person early on, even before really the economics of it might make a ton of sense in the long run is a very good thing. It, yeah, it certainly can be. I The way I think about it is acceleration potential, where if they are capable of going 60 miles an hour right out of the gate, you may not need them to yet. But that capability means you don't have to train them up to that 60 miles per hour. Whereas if you've got somebody who is cheaper, but maybe less knowledgeable, less capable, then yeah, they can get up to 40 in my horribly strained analogy. They can get up to 40, but then you got to train them up to 60 and that's going to take time and that's going to suck resources out of the company. And so it's, you know, it's kind of rolling the dice. It's uh, making a little bit of a gamble that you're going to want to get to full speed sooner rather than later. Is that 
fair. Yeah. I right? actually, man, you just pulled that analogy out of your whatever. Um, <laughs> My what, Chris? Says you're something. I don't know where it came from, but that's a, that's a perfect analogy. That's a great way to put it. Because, yeah, I mean, Brad is at a point where he can easily operate at 60 miles per hour, um, and we don't necessarily need that 60 miles per hour now, but that will get the company to 60 miles per hour, and he'll be able to easily grow into that 100-plus miles per hour mm. you know capability wise so he, he, in in the long run it's going to help and and, and i kind of want to take a pause on this discussion with hiring brad for right now but i, I want to revisit it at the end of the this episode we'll talk a little bit more really about the economics of it and it'll make more sense why i'm holding that off when we talk about the the topic that we're talking about today right which is the freight market which as i understand it chris uh, is amazing, healthy, never been better. Uh, it's just perfect in every way, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you did not hit the nail on the head. That's... <laughs> so, so if for for those watching, again, this is where you know some of the charts, some of the graphs are going to come into play. So, I'll put this graph up um, on the screen now for people to to check out. But uh, okay, what do you want to say about? Um, the historic freight rates. Is this kind of where we want to start? Yeah. So if you kind of look at the raw numbers, so we've got two charts. The first one's just kind of the raw numbers. The next one's really a chart. So the first one's a table. The second one's a chart. Right. And if you look at it in, you know, 2021, you, you see the freight rates. And, you know, during that time period, really just about anybody could make money on those freight rates. I mean, it was, it was easy. If you, you know, if you worked, at a halfway decent pace, um, you can make a lot of mistakes and a lot, do a lot of dumb things, but you could still make money. Sure. I mean, it, 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 there was a lot of excess, um, and, and it was a really good time for carriers when it was sitting at that three fifty plus. Yeah, kind of really all the two thousand twenty one yeah. was just really really good. And, and really the first quarter of, of 2022 was really good as well. So is that, is, is that the kind of, um, the COVID hangover was over and things, it, it was like a bottled up energy from the market finally got to gush out, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And so it really, you know, post COVID, you know, you're looking at the latter half of 2020 is when things started to really get good. And then by 2021, end of 2020, all of 2021, things were really, really good. And, and it, that was that environment where you, you didn't have to have any kind of special skill or do anything really special. You could just, you could make money. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So things are not that way now. Things aren't that way now. So in May of 2022, um, the market took a you know, complete 180 course correction and freight rates kind of went, you know, there was a huge dip in, in that May. Then they kind of normalized um, in June and it's just since June of last year, 2022, it's just been a steady, steady. So if you, if you look at the chart, you can kind of see that increase, then the the sharp drop, then it kind of came back up a little bit. But then since then, it's just been a steady, steady fall. Yeah. Okay. So what does that mean for us going forward? Uh, how do you want to talk about this? How do you want to tackle it? What, um, yeah, what, what, can we do anything about this? You know, this is, again, this is kind of one of those things that, you know, you can't really control the market. So, you know, one, I think we, let, let's talk. So we, we've kind of talked a little bit about the past. We, we're, we're talking a little bit about the present, you know, right now, May of 2023, 
you know, we're still in that, that low market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from the articles I've read, people that I've talked to, you know, other trucking company owners, owners of other businesses that are involved in, in freight, um, the, the general consensus is, is that people feel like we've kind of hit the bottom and, you know, I bet they said that in May last year. <laughs> um, well, no, I don't think, yeah, I doubt they said that in May yeah. last year. I mean, it, it, you could kind of tell that things were going to, going to course correct. And so, um, it, it's, it, I, I'm confident that we're, if we're not at the bottom, we're very close to it. Right. You're not going to see big, big, uh, a rundown from here. And if you kind of look at historically at, at what has happened in the freight market, um, the freight market starts to turn and starts to recover when you have um, most, you know, at least on average or most trucking companies operating at a zero net gain or a loss. And so it takes a critical mass of companies operating that way mm -hmm. to turn it around, to turn it around. And, and um, the, the general consensus is with most people, if you kind of look at what rates are coming in, what expenses are at, we're either, we're there. We're kind of at that equilibrium where, you know, companies are either losing money or they're just kind of breaking even and who, nobody wants to operate. Nobody's going to operate at that for very long. Right. And who has this data? How do you know that a, a critical mass of companies is there? There's, you- there's a lot of different um, entities that, that really kind of boil down into this. Um, you know, trying to think of a few, the DOT has some numbers. Mm. Um, DAT has numbers. Um, that Tumblr, Timbler has freight rate numbers. Tumblr is a little different. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's one of the, there, yeah. there's several of them that kind of have those numbers. And if you kind of watch them, you'll see um, what what is, is happening. And, and really, we're at a point, you know, I'm looking at our numbers with, with Holland Assets and the freight rates and what our operating expenses are. Our operating expenses aren't going to be vastly different than anybody else's. There, there will be little nuances here and there, but... For the most part, we're operating where fairly efficient, um, expense-wise, fairly efficient trucking mm-hmm. companies operate. So yeah, you guys are doing uh, you're doing a good job, and yet, and yet uh, you can't catch up to the the rates. Right, and right. and part of that problem is we still operate a little heavier on the spot market than than we really should be, and that mm-hmm. we'd like, and and we're we're trying to change that, but um, you know. We, if only we knew some weird sales guy who could uh, <laughs> help out with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who would that be? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question, Chris, then uh, to, I'm trying to put myself in the heads of the listeners, uh, somebody who is uh, thinking about, you know, going out on their own, getting their own authority, maybe thinking about building a fleet uh, for that person. How do I want to ask this question? Let me let me ask you this way. Do you know these numbers because it's fun and pleasurable for you to to get all of these numbers and to kind of put the puzzle pieces together of what the market is doing? Or is it a business decision like I need to know this stuff? And if you're going to start a trucking company, you should too. Uh, where where should other people be on this? That's a great um, that's a really great question because I, 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 I feel torn in that a little bit because I, um, I, I see both sides of, of this equation where you've got some people that I feel like overanalyze things and read all the 
data they can get mm-hmm. from different sources to try to figure out to hey, to what's going to happen, the market. outsmart the market. And, and in reality, what I think they do um, 90% of the time is they're over consuming and they're consuming that data, which prevents them from doing because it, it either does one of two things or either spending all their time mm, yeah, focused, yeah. like learning and, and trying to absorb this stuff instead of doing things. You don't make money by, <laughs> you know, reading data. You make money by doing things. And, and so if you're spending all your time reading and not doing, then you're not, you're not going to make money. And then the other side of that equation too, is if, um, you know, a lot, a lot of times, and I see this happen so much is people just overanalyze and then they kind of get, uh, you know, you hear the term analysis paralysis. They just an- analyze and analyze and it scares them so much that, you know, they don't know what's going to happen and they just, they, they get too scared to move forward on anything. Yeah. And so you, you kind of, you, you want to know what's going on and I like consuming some data, but I, I don't love it so much that. I get to that point where I do like the, you know, analysis paralysis. Like I, I'll, I'll read some and then I try to, you know, develop my own opinion on what I think is going to happen and mm-hmm. then kind of move forward. So I, I think it's good to get information from varying sources, but don't overdo it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a bit like the, the person who reads every single article in all, you know, the three biggest newspapers in the country and all the magazines and can't affect anything that yeah. they're reading about. You know, it's at a certain point it's entertainment. Um, and you're wasting your time, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be informed at all. So, uh, okay, Chris, you said you feel like the bottom has been reached based on these numbers you're looking at. Um, or at least hopefully people are talking like it can't, it can't get much worse than this. I think Uh, there's way more data to support the fact that we're at or near the bottom than there is that it's going to continue. I mean, for one thing, I look at, uh, I look at the inflation numbers, you know, outside of just trucking, but the general inflation numbers and go, Hey, where's our inflation? Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Where's our, we're going down. What's Uh, deflation. Thanks a bunch. Uh, so when can we expect a turnaround and, and how sharp will that turnaround be? That, and that's a, that's a really good question because if you look at are we at the bottom and what everybody's saying, you get a I, I think the vast majority of the people are saying we're at or near the bottom in the freight market. Where you get a varying degree of opinions is when when is that going to recover? Mm, yeah. if, if you think about it, if you look at a chart, you know you, you, the economy typically you've got peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, ups and downs. You know sometimes those are very sharp. Sometimes they're a little more graceful and curvy. Um, Much like myself. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but now <laughs> so that you mentioned graceful it. And curvy was graceful my, and curvy. Uh, that was my prison nickname. Um, and, and so the question is, are you going to have a sharp rebound? Which I don't hear too many people saying that. I don't think you're going to have a sharp rebound. Like a, I, a, I don't v, think, a V shape. Yeah, a V shape. So yeah. I, I don't think you're going to see next month that everything's it's, riding it's itself. Back up to and, 370. Yeah, hey. that's not going to happen. Um, I, I think what you're going to see is more, um, you've got some younger children, you know, you, you go through, you know, when they go through kindergarten, they're trying to write their letters. And I think you're going to see more of that kid that does a U where, you know, they, they come down and they've got this long flat bottom. And then before <laughs> it starts to go back up, it's, it's probably going to be something more like that. How, how long and flat that bottom is, is that's where you're getting a lot of debate within the, 
you know, the, the, the minds that right. be that are out there of, of what's going to happen going the forward. The debate, the debate in my mind is how many times can Chris say long flat bottom without me making a joke? <laughs> it, Apparently once. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that was two or three times. Uh, okay. I, I'm just you're killing me with all, all right, this. So stuff. the long flat bottom. <laughs> the, the, the round, what was it? Curvy, graceful curves. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So you're anticipating a longer bottom out mm-hmm. uh but when do you think it might start coming back up what are you anticipating i, I think it's probably going to start to come up a, a little bit um again and i think i've said this before probably october november of this year kind of that that typical yeah. holiday rush maybe september but you're probably more likely september october november and i don't think it's going to be even when it does start to recover i don't think you're going to see this sharp uptick you know it's, yeah. st- it's still probably going to be a more of a gradual incline. I mean, you think about it, it's really taken a year to get from where the peak was down to where we are right now. And and it's probably going to be at least that long on the recovery side. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this then going back to my voter analogy, the guy who reads every article in every newspaper, whatever. Uh, yeah, at a certain point it's overkill, but there is a point to it. You want to be informed because eventually you're going to have to vote you know, or do whatever other political thing, you know, uh, you want to do, um, in this. So outside of the analogy with the truckers, somebody needs to know this information. They need to know a certain amount of it. Why, what are they going to do with it? What's the point of knowing this stuff rather than just, you know, gripping for dear life and holding on until it turns around. I, I think there's a couple things that it really kind of, so a few things, First, it's going to help people make decisions about what they plan on do with their operations in the future. So you, you take, for example, you're, you know, right now you're typically the summertime is when you really need to start looking at how many trucks am I going to add next year? And so what you think is going to happen with the freight market over the next 12 months is really going to be one of those things that will help you decide, do I want to add one zero trucks this year mm. or next year? Do I want to add five trucks next year? Yeah. You know, that, that, that's going to be a big, a big factor there. Um, you know, hiring, you know, just managing your expenses, you know, what, what decisions am I going to make and, and having a, a relatively, um, good feeling about what you think is going to happen in the market is, is going to help you make more informed and better decisions. And I, I bet if some enterprising listener went back and listened to our episodes from 14, 16, 18 months ago they might expect Holland assets to have more trucks and be further along at this point than it is based on how you guys were feeling about the market at that point. Cause it was looking great. And now has it, do you feel like the company has slowed down a little bit? It I mean, has. you just we, hired an operations manager, but still, I mean, we, at, at one point we we're planning on adding five trucks this year. Right. You're pro- we're probably looking at more like three. Yeah. But one, we, we pulled one off the road sooner oh, the, the first truck. truck number one yeah. um be, because of the where the economy is right now you know if, if we were in a really hot market we could still make money with that truck and we probably would have 11 trucks on the road right now instead of just 10 yeah yeah okay so how else is somebody going to use this info so you're you're looking into the future and kind of planning for the company but is there anything in the here and now that's going to be effective I, I think there's there are because i think there's two keys to big things that any trucking company really needs to focus on to kind of get them through, you know, this, 
this downward trend in this this valley and and really the first one is just managing your cost you know you you need to realize that hey now's the time when i do everything that i can to kind of sharpen the pencil and cut costs where i can pinch the pennies you know am i doing everything i can fuel wise to save money am i doing everything i can maintenance and you know driver pay and everything else that there is out there is there anything else i can do to kind of you know save a save a penny yeah okay anything else and then the second thing is is really and this is where holland assets is you know one of the areas that i think we need to and should be doing a little bit better is just you know if we're relying too much on the spot market and the spot market is just it's the worst of the worst right now and so you know one way that you can if you've been relying on the spot market for a long time one of the ways that you can kind of almost instantly get an uptick in revenue even when you know generally revenue is down is by you know replacing one spot market load with a direct shipper load that right there mm-hmm. is gonna, you're going to see a 10 to 30 percent increase in revenue oh, wow. without any additional increase in expense is that something that you can work on while the market is so low uh, or is that something, you know, when the seven years of plenty are going on, that's when you go find your direct shippers. And right now it's too late. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. What, what, what are the possibilities? So it's going to be a little bit more challenging in a market like this. It's not like shippers have so much freight that they're having a hard time mm-hmm. finding carriers to carry it. They, they typically can find that, but there's still plenty of shippers out there that are working with brokerages that they'd rather not work with and they'd rather find relationships with carriers and and, and haul more of their freight directly with carriers get Car- most shippers prefer it that way they would rather deal with the carrier rather than dealing with a broker who's dealing with a carrier and they uh, and oftentimes would rather eliminate the middleman too and so it's just it's probably going to take more beat in the pavement and and more phone calls and and more discussions to find those shippers out there that are are looking for carriers yeah you can find them it's just it's going to be a little bit more work well then i'm out chris okay (laughs) you don't do that (laughs) that's right no sweat (laughs) well not in this weather Jeez, plenty of that going on okay so um is there anything else we're missing on this subject anything else you want to talk about past present or future with freight markets and i think i just wrap it up and just say that you know, it's not a great market right now. I, I think we're going to see some recovery, you know, whether that's three months or six months down the road, we're going to see it. And, and the recovery is not going to be crazy stellar, but it, it, it you know, you'll, you'll go from making no profit to making a little bit of profit and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it'll kind of continually get a little bit better. Um, and again, it's just, it's one of those things you want your hook in the water for when the fish really start biting right. and, you know, it, are they going to really start biting three months down the road, six months down the road or a year down the road? It, you know, I, I think we're going to see more and more fish biting. Um, but you may not get those really big fish that may be six months or 12 months down the road, but yeah. you know, you want to be in a position to capitalize on that when the time comes. Okay. Duly noted. Uh, now, Chris, you mentioned at the first part of the podcast that you wanted to talk about, uh, Brad a little more, um, the operations manager that you brought on, uh, what else did you want to say about, uh, bringing somebody on? Well, after we've kind of talked, you know, it, it feels like a lot of the message that we've been spreading is doom and gloom. And, and, and to a certain extent, it's, it's not, we're not painting a rosy picture, right? It, I don't think it's doom and gloom, but it's not where we want it to be. Right. 
And you may think after hearing all this, why the hell would you go out and increase your overhead by a pretty significant amount? And really the reason behind that is, is because this is one of those decisions where we are looking towards the future. You know, we're not, um, we're thinking what can make Holland Assets a better company, you know, six months, a year down the road, you know, not necessarily what's going to make it better today. And, and we, and we really feel like this operations manager is, is a big step in that right direction. And uh, again, we've been pretty conservative financially over the last four years that we've been in operation, not just in, in Holland assets, but also in my other businesses. And, and so we've got a little bit of a, a nest egg and ability to weather this kind of storm, even with hiring the operations manager. If we need to, we can dip into some reserves and, um, and we think doing that, even if we have to dip into the reserves, we're going to be better off in the long run, you know, having a, a guy like Brad growing with us, learning the business and, and making a bigger impact. So that's, that's one of the big significant reasons of why we decided to do this at this time. Okay. The, the second one is, you know, what if I, what did I just kind of get done saying that we need to do a better job of direct shippers, baby. direct shippers. And so, you know, Nate and I, you know, Nate just in the business in Holland assets is pretty tapped out time-wise I'm between Holland assets and everything else that I've got going on. I'm pretty tapped out time-wise. So neither of us have really had the time dedicated necessary to make those extra phone calls. Like I mm-hmm. talked about, it's not, it's not like you can go to five shippers and, and get they loads get from five. three of them right, yeah, a, right yeah. away. It, it may take 10 or 20 phone calls before you get one. And so we just haven't had the time to do that. And so now as we're getting Brad more and more spun up and, and online and, and able to contribute, that's going to free, especially Nate up to spend more time um, developing those direct relationships with shippers. Mm-hmm. So we, j- just to give you a case in point, we're planning on meeting on Thursday to kind of really start outlining that path forward specifically with getting more and more direct shipper relationships going. And so we're going to, we're, we're going to start really diving into that hardcore on Thursday. All right. Well, I, I think I, I'm going to be interested. Like I said, Brad, I'm watching you. And so is everybody <laughs> else now. We're all, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I am going to be interested to see how this goes. Um, you know, as you say, in the long term, what it, what does Brad's role look like 18 months from now? Um, and what sort of impact will he have had? It'll be really interesting to see. Uh, it is. So. It, it'll be a fun process to watch. I really think if you look at all the things that we've done over the last several years, um, I think hiring Brad is going to be one of the more impactful, um, positive things that we've done as a company. And, and, you know, it, it, it's scary to think about, you know, bringing on another employee at this point, but, uh, it, it's going to, it's going to pay dividends. Let's hope so. Well, that sounds like a bow on this episode, Chris. How are you feeling? It's all wrapped up. I yeah. think. That was all right. Good. Let's do it. So uh, to everybody listening, thank you so much. Uh, we are really glad that you listened. We, uh, the reason we do this is because people continue to listen. Uh, in fact, um, for those who are listening, you have had an impact. Uh, we've watched our numbers grow, uh, and we know that there are only two ways that that is going to happen. Uh, one is you're giving us good ratings on you know iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. Uh, so continue to do that. We really appreciate it. But the best way for us to grow is word of mouth. And so if you enjoy this show, and we hope that you do, 
um, then join those who apparently are out there spreading the word. Because uh, like I say, we, we, we see the numbers and we really appreciate those of you who do so. Uh, so, you know, when you're talking to your buddies, let them know that there's a podcast out there that can help them, you know, from episode one right up till now, uh, tackle the issues of going out on their own, uh, striking out and, uh, you know, running on their own authority. So, Chris, shall we? That's, let's end it now. Okay. On a high note. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.